I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today I have the pleasure of hosting Kumar Bagrodia, neuroscientist and the founder of NeuroLeap and Arkini PhotoBioLife. In this episode, Kumar walks us through the world of NeuroLeap, its benefits and how data can be a powerful tool in identifying and overcoming challenges related to depression, anxiety, emotional behavior and more. Let's dive in. So you run NeuroLeap. NeuroLeap does this part of the brain. So can you explain a little bit about what NeuroLeap yeah. does? So we use uh, sensors, you know, brain-computer interface on your scalp, hmm. um, all over the head. Um, the reason I'm clarifying is, I'm sure you've used uh, some of these gadgets and contraptions which will place four or six or eight sensors on your scalp. And uh, I must, uh, you know, uh, confess, uh, it is very, very alluring for the average person to say, I'll just buy something or I'll go somewhere and they'll just, you know, put a few things and they'll tell me my attention is good or not and my uh, anxiety is good or not. That is very, very risky and dangerous mm. because you're getting not even half knowledge. You're getting like just the tip of the tip of the iceberg, mm. right? There's a reason why neuroscientists like us use a whole lot of sensors all over your head Correct. because we need to peek in as much data with as much granularity as we can get. The brain is far too complex. Even with what we are doing, we can never say it's 100%, hmm. but it's as close to it as possible. Correct. Right. So that's one. The second, like I said, is you need a certain number of sensors to be able to reach and get data on an inverse calculation from the cerebellum. Hmm. And none of these contraptions have that ability. Right. They don't have the understanding. They're still stuck in the location theory hmm. that I will place a sensor on a certain location and get data from that location. Right. And that's about it. The mainly prefrontal cortex. Hmm. Right. So we don't do that. So we've taken data. We map each of these pathways that I discussed. Anxiety, attention, memory, chronic pain, so we are able to look at how is your brain functioning in terms of any chronic issues. That you would have suppressed and don't know about? Is that Even if you know about okay. it. Okay. Even if you know about it. So it's not like I've had a back pain and it's been there for so long that I've forgotten about it, but my brain is still registering it. It could be both, hmm. right? Okay. So you'll be surprised. You know, we've had clients who would come for, let's say, a sleep disorder hmm. or come for uh, treating anxiety. And uh, once we've done the assessment, so... Interestingly, we don't ask you any questions. We only read data from your brain. There the is no psychometric some activity. Nothing. Nothing. So he just sits there. He just sits there pretty much like on a chair like this. Huh. And we plug you in with all the sensors all over your head. And for 30 minutes, you're sitting with your eyes closed. You don't have to meditate either. Right. This is not any neuro meditation mumbo jumbo. None huh. of that stuff. So you just let your mind wander if it's wandering. Do whatever it wants to. You just hmm. don't move around. Correct. Right? You just sit still for 30 minutes. We want to understand what is your subconscious brain's activity. Interesting. Right? When it's not responding to an external stimuli. If I ask you to meditate that time, hmm. then I'm tracking your brain on meditation. meditation. Which is not your normal state. Hmm. Right? So I want to just say, hey, you're just sitting quietly. Hmm. What's your brain doing? Hmm. So you could start thinking about the crack on the wall. You can start thinking about why do they have a gray carpet here? Yeah. Whatever it whatever. is. Whatever. You could be thinking about the past, the future, mm. whatever it is. Mm. But whatever you're doing, it will reveal mm. 
the patterns the brain chooses all the time. Interesting. Right? And we generate a 25-page detailed report mm. after this on every major pattern. Cognitive as well as emotional, behavioral. Addiction, obsession, compulsion, mood, anxiety, your ability to take executive action, your attention, learning abilities, all of it. Just right. from those 30 minutes of doing nothing. Yeah. Amazing. Right. And we've done it for thousands and thousands of clients mm. commercially over the last seven years. Mm. And before that, in our R&D phase for even many more. Mm. Up till now, we've not even interacted with the client. Most of my clients I would have not met till I've seen the report. Right. I don't know who they are, what they look like. Right. Once I see the report and I'm able to decipher from just charts and graphs, very little English, right? It's just charts and graphs and data. So 25 pages is for you, it's not yeah. for us. <laughs> we give, we, we give <laughs> that to you. But to make it fair to you, then you have a consultation with me right. where I help you understand what this means, mm. right? 99% of the time, if we will say, hey, you know, I see your anxiety network's a little dysregulated. Are you facing these symptoms? One, two, three, four, five. Mm. Or I see your chronic pain network dysregulated. Do you see these sort of symptoms? 99% we will have a correlation, hmm. right? Very rarely, very, very rarely have we had a client where there's very little correlation. I mean, I don't even remember the last time, hmm. maybe five or six years ago, right? right? So um, once that is done, two things have happened. One, you have just realized that all of your emotional patterns and behavior and attitude and what we call personality mm. is actually just a bunch of network and patterns. Mm. And it can be changed. It's objective. So if, for example, if you have high cholesterol or diabetes, there's nothing to be ashamed of it. You can work towards reversing diabetes. You can work towards reducing your cholesterol content, right? Similarly. Once a person realizes that, hey, you know, I am feeling anxious or I do get, you know, obsessive or I am addicted to certain things and it's not me. Mm. It's not Ashton or Kumar who are addicts right. or anxious people. It's the network. It's just a bunch of networks. Mm. And there are things you can do to correct those networks. Mm. Can you imagine how empowering that is for an individual right. who otherwise, unfortunately, in the mental health system has been told that, oh, once you have anxiety, then you can only manage it. You mm. can't cure it. Once you have clinical depression, you can't cure it. You can only manage it. Correct. It's like a life sentence to a person to say, oh, you have ADHD. Now you need to be on this pill for life. Mm. Oh, you're an addict. Now you can only get rid of it if you go to rehab. How bizarre is that? It defies the basic tenet of neuroscience, which is neuroplasticity, the ability of your brain to change. We agree that, you know, our memory is not as sharp in our 50s and 60s as it was, let's say, in our 20s. Correct. Which means the brain has changed. So it has just changed towards the negative. Who says they can't change towards the positive? Exactly. And we've proven it now. Thousands of clients from all across the world. Hmm. So this I find very, very fulfilling for each client. You know, that sudden realization, the feeling of saying that, hey, I can, I can take charge of myself. Right. I can take charge of this network. Hmm. I will do something about it. Hmm. Right? That's one. 
The second and most important part is most of us, even the most self-aware people, and this is something I've seen, you know, even with my other bucket of clients who have no disorders per se, and they're very self-aware. This is why I wanted to come to you. <laughs> right. Even they will go back with some revelations. They'll say, oh my God, I never realized why I behave like this. Hmm. So you're aware of your behavior pattern, but you don't know why you behave like that. You again assume that this is who I am. So I just have to curb this behavior. I have to curb my anger. No, let's go to the root. Hmm. But then for some reason, they've been told after two years of therapy that, oh, the reason is your spouse or hmm. boss or whatever. So you just have to manage that relationship. No, you got to manage your network. Mm. Right? Let me give you an example. So how would you change that? Yeah. Let me give you an example of how a network changes. Mm. Um, we spoke about the mitochondria, ATP. We spoke about the number of neurons and how the cerebellum is so important. Your brain, because it's making decisions constantly, it's consuming about six kgs of ATP a day. A resting brain, six kilograms of ATP hmm. is being produced and consumed in the brain. That's like about four or five billion molecules of ATP a second. Right. That much energy, right? So because the brain's consuming so much energy, historically, it's made it a point to create a pattern which is a shortcut. So that it doesn't have to consciously reinvent again. Right? What is a shortcut? It's your habit. It's your go-to reaction. Hmm. It's your stereotyping. All of these are examples of shortcuts. So if I am now expecting this brain, which is the most intelligent organ in the universe, to say, hey, you've already figured out a way to conserve energy. And you've created that shortcut. Now you have to break that pattern, break that shortcut, which will mean taking a really long route for a few days or months and then make that into a shortcut. It's going to resist it because it means expending more energy suddenly and way more energy. Correct. Right? And it will resist because it's discomforting as well. The change is so hard. It's just going to resist it. Exactly. Right? Hmm. Now, why is change also so hard is because we are approaching the subconscious. Remember, 95% of your mental process up to 99% is your subconscious. How are we trying to change it? Mm. Through our consciousness, through mindfulness. So it's like trying to open a door by putting one finger into a small hole in the door. It's not easy, mm. right? You can't change the 99% with that 1% easily. Correct. It requires a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of repetition, right? So how do we make it easier? Let me give you an example. Let's talk about fear, hmm. right? Because that's something which is most primitive for hmm. us. Tell me, are you afraid of any reptiles, lizards, anything? Heights. Heights. So on day one, you're on the 10th floor and you're on, at the parapet. You're freaking out, mm. right? Your heart is pumping because your brain needs all the energy. So it's asked the heart to pump more. It needs more energy to deal with this. If on day two you go back and now you've been given a faith accompli that this is the 
only place in this entire apartment complex which is available to you to stand there. Hmm. It's do or die. You have to stand. You have no choice. So faced with that situation, you go there. Again. Hmm. The third day, the same thing. The fourth day, the same thing. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. What's happened? Your brain is now making that long cut again and again. What if I fall? What if I fall? What if a bird hits me? What if I slip? What if I jump? What if I faint? It's made all those scenarios every day. And each of those scenarios didn't play out. It got learning from experience. None of those scenarios are playing out. Hmm. Day after day, day after day, day after day. And you don't need a coach there. You don't need any counseling. Just the ability to go through that experience where the brain creates certain scenarios and life gives it data points to confirm or deny those scenarios. Hmm. So after 10, 20, 30 days, it created scenarios again and again, but the data point was to the contrary. You Hmm. did not slip, faint, fall, jump. You're still alive. You're fine. Hmm. So let's say uh, on the 60th day, are you still as paranoid? No. Hmm. What happened? Did you need to take serotonin, dopamine? No, you didn't need any of that. Did you need an anti-anxiety pill? No. Did you need a life coach or a therapist? No. Your brain has the ability to change itself till the moment it dies. Right. You can physically change your brain pattern Mm. every single day. Amazing. Amazing. Kumar, where can people find you, uh, interact with you, have these discussions or take this, uh, what they've learned from this podcast forward? So, as you said in the beginning, we, I run two organizations. One is NeuroLeap. So, my website's uh, neuroleap.science. And the second one for Arkani is arkaniphotobio.life. Please give us a shout. Happy to help you understand your brain better or help you, you know, power up your body with more uh, cellular energy. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to do two things. Share it with three people. One, and make sure that you're subscribed. We also have a YouTube channel called The Habit Coach Awesome 180. You can check out snippets there. You can also follow IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And if you want to follow me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter, Instagram and everywhere else. You can also explore my books, One Habit a Day, The Book of Good Habits for Kids and Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Or if you prefer online courses, they're all available on my website. I am Ashton Doctor, your habit coach.